Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, happy hump day. Although it's not even really hump day because Friday's the long weekend and you're doing sweet screw all tomorrow. So, hey, why not? Today's your basically Friday. Just enjoy it is. wherever it is you happen to find yourself. Friday number one, tomorrow's Friday number two, and then the next day's still Friday. That's the best part. Over in the Netherlands, firefighters rushed to an apartment complex following complaints of a burning smell that was caused by an overheated sex toy. Oh, no. Holy shit. What'd you do? How'd you get it that hot? What happened? A female resident of the apartment block made the emergency 911 call, fearing that the building was on fire. At first, firefighters weren't able to find the source of the smell inside her home. So they brought in thermal imaging cameras. They subsequently determined that the burning odor was coming from the sex toy, which was concealed in a wooden box and they said hot to the touch. The woman says she was mortified by the discovery and pretended to be clueless as to how this battery-operated oh, device was found there. You're going to pretend, how did that get there? Firefighters say in their report, the woman said, wow, what's that? She responded when the firefighters opened the box and found the overheated sex toy inside. Hey, uh, I didn't think they were supposed to get that hot. It's silicone, right? Isn't that what a, most of them are made out of? I, I was going to ask if it's a ba- is this a battery operated dealio? It is, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't. I mean, anything can get. I, my phone, for example, randomly can get hot. Like that seems weird to me, even when I'm not using it. Like I haven't been on it all day, and then I pick it up, and sometimes it's warm. It's fucking weird. So I I don't know. I know that shit blows up out of nowhere sometimes. That's freaky. So why couldn't why couldn't a vibrator? Okay, well the fact that she. Hit it in the box and then apparently uh, excuse forgot. Excuse me, Scott. She didn't know it even. Someone hit it there. Okay. It was not hers. Right. You excuse. Wait, it wasn't her box <laughs> or it wasn't her sex toy? <laughs> and in a wooden box. Don't some of them come with like the sleeve maybe like or something else that you could put it in like a bag, like a pretty bag or something. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But I get a lot of ads for this shit. And <laughs> oh, we know why. A lot of them seem to come with various cases and holders and yeah. they come with a travel pouch and all sorts of shit because apparently you don't leave home without it. And if you're going to, <laughs> I don't know, uh, on a business trip for a couple of days, heaven forbid you don't have your my best buddy clit sucker oh. titty fucker, whatever it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I just invented something. It's just whack in between them. <laughs> The titty fucker. (laughs) In this case, though, I have to assume she was using it and put it away for whatever reason, or she was using it. Done. That's what the reason is. Well, maybe it just started smoking while she was using it, and she threw it in the box and was going to play dumb. I don't know. How do I put this thing out? (laughs) Why do you throw it out the window like a normal person? Why do you put it in a box in your closet? (laughs) Throw it out the window. (laughs) Take it out in the backyard and turn the hose on. Holy shit! My dildo's on fire. Go bury it in the garden like a regular person. <laughs> Until some stray animal digs it up. Then you get a raccoon oh. walking around with your 
your your titty fucker thingy. <laughs> <laughs> that Ruka that Ruka is a titty fucker. Look at that. <laughs> Put that on the gram. I honestly don't know how these things happen, but people find themselves in this situation all the time. It's weird. And, yeah. and you've always advocated for a policy where you got to be honest with the first responders. Yes. I mean, if you jam something up your butt and you can't get it out and you got to go to the hospital, don't pretend like, oh my God, I have no idea how a lava lamp got shoved up my ass. Don't pretend like I you fell on it. Yeah. I mean, they're, you're lying. They know you're lying. You're not doing anything to help yourself out here except prolonging the agony. Mm-hmm. In this case, though, it wasn't a medical emergency. Should she have still told the firefighters, I was giving her so hard, the friction was nuts, and it started smoking, so I threw it in the box? Or can she continue on with this fallacy? With this facade? <laughs> <laughs> With this fallacy that, oh my God, I don't know how that sex toy got in the wooden box right yeah. beside my bed. I mean, honesty is always the best policy, I think. I'm just curious, did, like, did it completely burn up? Or were they like, oh, there you go, ma'am, would you like it back? I think she just had to blow it, blow on it, and then it would probably go out. Maybe take it in the tub or something like that to cool it off. I'm not sure how these things work. And if it, but I know they can go in the tub. And if it keeps working, leave a good review. Boy, oh boy, hey, that is a good review for that website, whichever one it came from. Well, except for the fact that it burns up and it smoke your vag. But aside from that, it's great. This thing is great. It almost burned my apartment down. <laughs> I almost died with it in me. But out of... <laughs> <laughs> you looked like you got shot with a flaming arrow. Dead from the inside out. I <laughs> flames coming out of my vag. It was the best orgasm I've ever had. It wasn't hers, everybody. Stop. Didn't belong to her. Stop it. It was not hers. It's a good question that came up. If you had to choose, you could only keep one streaming service. Mm -hmm. Which one would it be? Is this even a hard choice? Because I I still watch my Fibe TV app and still watch cable TV far more than I use my streaming services. And I have a lot of yeah, them. You know what? We use the cable TV, uh, cable TV too. And this actually wasn't a part of the survey. Like regular run-of-the-mill cable TV wasn't even a part of it. But I do recommend a good like stack TV where you can just pick the several channels you like and keep it that way. It's a, it's a money saver there. So I don't worry about it too much because I do. I still watch... Some television shows. My One of my favorites, Big Brother, is starting next week. You know, I like that one. So I'll watch that one. I like it. Occasionally, I'll watch a Survivor or anything. Anything else. A few other things. But when it comes to streaming services, I got to say, this is where my husband and I disagree. So we get stuck with all of them because we disagree with each other. Okay, wait. Which one does he like? Which one do you like? He says he'd rather just keep Crave and get rid of everything else. Which I don't hate Crave. I love, like, I've been watching The Sex and the City. I've been watching uh, Euphoria. So fucked up. But it's, it's so good. It's the HBO content, mainly on Crave, For, that's good, right? Absolutely. And that's and even Sopranos, we're slowly getting through that, man. It's taking a long time. But we're watching Sopranos. He likes Letterkenny. All these other things, right? So there's a bunch of things on Crave we both like. It's not like I dislike it. But if you actually had to pick one and we're forced, like, gun to my head. Cancel everything but one, cat. I'm going to keep Netflix, I think. Most people said that. 31% would keep Netflix, although in all fairness, that's way down because if you would ask people even yeah. two years ago, could you live without Netflix? Majority would have said, no, I need my Netflix. That's right. Well, the percentage is much higher because the competition wasn't as stiff. But look at the competition now. Not as much here in Canada as in the States. It should be mentioned because they also have like Paramount Plus, which is doing OK. I don't think it's doing like 
great. They have HBO Max. We have Crave. It's the same, same shit. We get basically the same content. There's a couple of weird contracts where some was divvied off to one spot, others to another. But for the most part, by and large, HBO Max there is Crave here. Uh, Netflix is Netflix across the board. And then uh, I'm curious because this is the one that we would struggle with because I'm considering not having it. But with two little girls, I'm not sure. Where did Disney Plus rank? Disney Plus is number four, 14%. Really? Uh, Hulu was right above Disney Plus. HBO ah. Max was number two, like I said. But that's interchangeable with Crave, basically, that we have here. Sure. Amazon came in fifth ahead of Paramount and Apple TV. Only 2% said that if they had to pick one, it would be Apple TV. It's the morning show. That's the only one. Like, that's the Jennifer Aniston show, Reese Witherspoon. Like, for me, that's the only reason why I'd ever consider it, is that show alone. And then for me, it's not worth the money just to do it. It really isn't. There's not a lot there. No. There really is not a lot there. Um, For me, Amazon's garbage. Really? Yeah, I have it. It's garbage. Hmm. You have to kind of pay extra. Like, the regular Amazon Prime doesn't get you everything. Oh, that's right. And yeah. You, you can find, you can oh my goodness, more. the original Top Gun's on. I'll watch that before I go to the theater. And then you find out, oh, fuck, yeah. I got to pay three ninety nine to watch and it. And some though. of it's there. You can And you can also search. I will give them credit for this because it's not like it's hard to find. You can search for the as is, this is what you can watch category. So you just kind of peruse that area, if you will. But a lot of the time when there's shit you want to watch, you can't watch it. Anyway, it's garbage, in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't spend money on it. I really wouldn't. I share it. So I wouldn't spend money on it. Uh, Disney Plus, like I said, mm, they keep raising the rates every year. When I got it, when I first got it, like three years ago, it was 80 bucks for a year. A year subscription for 80 bucks. Now it's up to 129 or something. Ah, come on. There's a shit ton of content on there, though. And I will give them credit for what they've done with Star. Because with Star, you get so much stuff. That's where a lot of the... Is it Hulu? That's where Hulu comes in, I believe. Because it's for us, it's on Disney+. Plus. So you're actually paying for two subscriptions in one if you get Disney Plus here. So yes, you're going to pay like 120 plus tax a year. Let's say you decide to do the year up front. But you're getting Hulu because it's not separate here. You're getting like the Kardashian show and all the other shit that's on there on that service through Disney Plus. It's astounding to me how much people are willing to pay for things that are free. You know, I still look at people that are paying for like a satellite radio subscription and thinking, why? That's some horse shit. You know what else it is too is the a lot of the streaming so this is the this is the fight we have is that our kids, so for example, Disney Plus, so much content on there and then they want to watch shit on YouTube. Yeah. That's what I mean, right? Like, you can find a lot of this stuff in other places. Yeah, they're ha- they're just as happy watching YouTube and having to skip ads. They don't give a shit. I'm like, what am I paying for? Why am I doing this to myself? What are you paying for? Why are you doing that I know. to yourself? It's, you know what it is? It's <laughs> Maybe you just needed to hear it from somebody else. I know. It's just those few things, right? It's the, I want to watch Frozen again and again and again. I want to watch Encanto again and again and again. It's all that shit that they really do like. And I remember being a kid and loving my movies on VHS at the time. But like Toy Story, you know, I crushed that shit. We'd watch it sometimes like twice in a row. <laughs> you know, Man of the House. Let's fucking watch that a couple times. So it, it's kind of the same thing where I know kids like to watch the same shit over and over again. <sighs> Whatever. Your close friends. How often do you want to see them? My close friends. I want to see them. I mean, off, I'm going to say the word often, but the stage of our lives, it's really hard to. We make an effort to get together and we do a full on sleepover hotel the whole works. So you guys Twi- check out, everybody leave us alone. Yep. We're focused on each other. Ours is coming up in July, in fact. Our summer one, because we do a summer one and a Christmas one. Ours is coming up at the end of July. So twice a year we get to do it. And then in between there's some dinners and things like that. So I'd like to see them more. But really that quality time I get twice a year. Which isn't enough, but life is busy. And we have shit to do. The average person wants to see their friends about four times a month. 
Mm-hmm. And a large majority say that their friends are better than therapy. It's a new study, yeah. and it found a third of those surveyed, 31%, said they don't get to see their loved ones as often as they want to. 70% wish they could spend more time with them. Yeah, but life gets in the way. I've got friends. I'd love to hang out with some of my friends like every day, every couple of days. Mm-hmm. I may, Maybe I see them once every month, every six weeks or something like that because I just can't find a way to fit it in. You people that have figured out how to have a career, a family, and a social life, how'd you do it? Write a book or something because I can't figure it out. It doesn't seem like there's enough time in the day to get together with friends after everything else gets done. Yeah, you make room for it. I mean, that's what I've figured out. I've got a couple of good groups of friends that, like I said, I really like to see. There's a couple more aside from the ones that I'm mentioning. But you do have to make an effort. And it is hard. It is hard because life does get in the way. I would love to see my friends more often. That'd be great. And on the note of therapy, isn't that the truth? I tell my my girlfriends, I know everything about them. They know everything about me. It's just a way to kind of let everything go, Get maybe get advice. They're the people that know you the best, so they bring out the good advice. You're happy to give them advice because you know them so well. I do believe it's better than any therapy. It is therapy. So what is it that someone that you don't see very often at all, uh, what was it, how often again, like a couple times a month, maybe once a month? Every couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, it depends on who it is. But yeah, so let's say once a month. So like no time has gone by, you will just open up about whatever uh, the latest is in your life. I could not see them for six months to a year. And it's this, it, we're the same people. Absolutely. And we just tell each other everything. Is there any topic that's too taboo? Something you wouldn't even talk to your friends about? Um, You know, for s- certain things, yeah. I think certain things are super, if they got super personal, then I'd opt out of giving any details. Probably my, you know, like my personal relationships, close relationships, my partner, things like that. I don't, I'm not the type to like say everything so you in got, that way. You guys will have like a sleepover or something like that. That's good. I think that's a great idea, actually. It's not it's something fine. I would do with my buddies, but hey, whatever <laughs> works for you girls. When you do get together, what do you do? One in three, just sit and catch up on TV shows together. Oh, catch up on TV shows. Sure. That's a weird okay. one for me. Hey, I haven't seen you in a month. Come on over and let's watch TV. Let's do whatever <laughs> what you could be doing at home yeah. alone. See, I don't do that as much now, but when I was younger with my girlfriends, that's what we do. Like after work, let's get together and, and watch, you know, Sex in the City on DVD. Great. Let's do it. People estimate half the time they spent with loved ones is, and their friends is catching up on life. About the same amount, say, it's meaningful conversations that they have during these meetups. And the majority prefer them to be spontaneous so you've got plans for the end of july Mm -hmm. it's the end of june right now so you guys are well planned in advance we have to book it we all have you know we all have careers or families and or (laughs) families and spouses and and shit to do we have to plan these things in advance schedules conflict right yeah we need to make sure that we're all there and and even then there's six of us even then there's only going to be five you know like there's always going to be someone who unfortunately gets left out because we can't align <laughs> have you uh have you ever just like thrown your hands in the air and said you guys are the ones with the messed up schedule just call me because that's my move half my friends are cops half of them are uh, 
a couple of them are firefighters and, and they're all on this four days on and four days off and none of them are on the same shift. So anytime I try and organize something, I get a, oh, I've got Sunday in the morning, but not in the evening. And I've got Monday, but in the afternoon, not the morning. Oh, yeah. I've just told them, you, you fuckers figure it out and just tell me where to be. I, I don't, you need a degree to figure out how we yeah. can make this work. I've done that before too. Where I'm like, hey, here's, here's me. I'm the same. I'm very routine. Like these are the hours that I have in the day, this time between this time, or if you want, I'm good this Sunday or that Saturday or whatever. And then, yeah, some people are so complicated. I've got a girlfriend. I can't even keep track of where she's working and when. So it's more it's definitely in that scenario. I'm like, you tell me when you want to call in sick next. <laughs> That's basically what she does. Vancouver Island yesterday, two robbery suspects held up a bank, well-armed. They had body armor. These are bad guys with body armor and guns got into a full-blown shootout with the cops. Now, in fairness to the cops, they did their job excellent. They were there on the scene quickly. They shot and killed both bank robbers. But six cops got shot in the process of this. Oh, my gosh. Messed up. I mean, policing is a dangerous job. I think we all understand that. Mm -hmm. And on some level, I think when somebody is young and they think to themselves, I want to be a police officer, they would envision a scenario where they have to deal with a bank robbery. That used to be the thing, right? Oh, my goodness. There's bank robbers out there. Oh, that scares me. The thought of that scares me. Uh, we're thinking about those cops and and thank you to all police officers yeah. and first responders for the great work you do. Oh, actually, there's a lot of emergency services type stories in the news. Let's go to Hamilton here. There was a, a weird situation yesterday. Hamilton police say the first crash happened after a man in crisis stepped into oncoming traffic and got hit by a city-owned excavator. Ah, fuck. That'd be oh, awful. come on. Minutes later, two paramedics who were there quick got this guy loaded up into the ambulance. They were getting him to the hospital. An SUV crashed head-on into the ambulance. Okay. Paramedics were hurt from that crash, and yet they still got out. And treated the SUV driver that hit him. This is like an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is insane. Right? It's messed up. Oh, and then in Ottawa, this is wild too. The SIU is now investigating because officers responded to a 911 call around 1030 on Monday night. A woman was being stabbed in the street as cops arrived. They told the guy, drop the knife. He wouldn't drop it. Three officers opened fire. They shot and killed the man. But they also shot the person who was being stabbed. Ah, whoops. Is she okay? Uh, Yeah, she is going to be okay. She was treated for many, many injuries. She actually, even though she got stabbed and shot in the same encounter, one from a bad guy, one from the good guys, uh, she was the fortunate one because two other women had been stabbed before police even arrived. Scary shit what's going on right now, Kat. It really is. Um, I'm going to mention this because I think it's it's good information and maybe a sign of things to come. We're all, I think, a little worried about these rising interest rates, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, yesterday the bank showed that they can have a little bit of compassion for some homeowners. They announced a new measure to protect those at greater risk from higher interest rates. The Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions. I didn't even know that was a thing until yesterday, by the way. Says their changes affect combined loan plans like... Reverse mortgages or loans with shared equity, which they say are very popular lately, but they pose a greater risk to lenders. So for borrowers who owe more than 65% of the loan value, a percentage of the payment 
must go towards paying down the principal rather than the interest. So I guess the way this is going is, and this doesn't apply to regular traditional mortgages like we all have. This is just for people who took out like a reverse mortgage and stuff like that. Would you be okay with paying the higher rate on your mortgage and your credit line and stuff like that? Still have to pay more because interest rates are going up, but behind the scenes, they apply more of that payment to your principal. Would you be okay with that? Or should we just keep the payments where they were before the bank lost their mind and Tiff Macklin became a fucking idiot? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that, really. I'd have to look into it a little bit more. But I think as is, yeah, I don't don't know. It's a decent trade-off, I guess. But again, it only applies to people who have got a reverse mortgage. There's still nothing for the the people who just have a regular run-of-the-mill mortgage. I still don't even fully understand what that even means. A reverse mortgage? I don't really know what that means. Oh, so what happens is if you've got... uh, Uh, I don't know, say your home is completely paid off and it's worth a million dollars. You can take easy money out of that and pay it back on a very convenient schedule. Okay, okay, so you basically take an an equity equity out without having to like move or downsize. Right. Okay, gotcha. Hey, that's great. It's only uh, just over a week away until they raise those interest rates and we're waiting to find out if it's going to be a half point or a three quarter of a point interest rate increase in Canada. Scary shit. I uh, I really, really, really hope that they get drunk over the long weekend and, I don't know, lose their feel voice. Feel generous. Feel generous. <laughs> have an ounce of compassion. <laughs> yeah. Not want to see the entire country tailspin into a recession or possibly even a depression. But it's possible. The, the Canada Revenue Agency says they've got the $22 billion a year go unpaid in taxes. Okay, listen. I think every business owner understands you got to prepare for some people to not pay their tab. $22 billion is a lot of fucking money, though. Yeah, it is. Is that up or down? Or like, how do we, how do we, I'm just curious because of COVID and everything that we're going through now, has it been worse or do they even say? Uh, they haven't said, but they're yeah. still trying to figure out who got CERB payments that shouldn't have got them. So yeah. in this case, between 2014 and 2018, there was $111.2 billion left on the table that they just didn't collect. That includes unpaid taxes, hidden offshore income, and non-compliance related to the underground economy. It's funny that they call that non-compliance when you say, can I just pay you cash? One mm-hmm. of those deals. That is non-compliance to the CRA. I have a girlfriend that works for the CRA, and she said, it's, shit's going to get crazier. Oh, and everyone did, there wants to like quit because they know it's going to hit the fan. Did she say what they mean? I mean, the uh, government's no, flat out broke. Wait. They spent everything. The only way they can get money in now is oh. to raise and collect taxes. That's the thing. It's just that it's going to be a gong show because they handed out. There was way too much money handed out that shouldn't have been. And now it's going to hit the fan. I, I really hope that they're using their brains here when they do this because it doesn't look good, Kat. Uh, down in America, they're having a different kind of problem. If you own some morning after pills or some abortion pills here in Canada, that's a very hot commodity. Now, the pharmacies in America, CVS and Rite Aid, have restricted sales of morning after pills to only three per woman because demand is spiraling after the Roe v. Wade situation. Mm. The guidelines will also affect Plan B pills, which are sold for $50 each, and the Aftera brand, which sells for $40 a piece. It's 2022, and we're hoarding Plan B and morning after pills. Well, that's what I was curious about when this came came to light was, are those states that, let's say, decide to go through with this and say, no abortions here, does Plan B not count? I guess not. Like, they cannot restrict those 
prescriptions for or I'm sorry, you don't even need a prescription. They can't restrict those pills. Correct. I don't know if they can. Like, I think it's going to depend on the state. It's at the clinic level, basically. It has nothing to do with what you'd get at a pharmacy. It's interesting. Well, in this case, people who are in states that don't allow it are trying to import them from states that do. So the theory is, hey, if you live in, I don't know, New York and abortion is fine, could you send me some uh, Plan B pills mm-hmm. down here in Texas? That's what they think is going to happen. And and now they're hoarding across America. And it, it won't even take long before people start coming up here to start buying so. up our supply. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I do. Do you think at two years old you can tell your kid's a genius? Um... Genius is a stretch, but know that they're special. I want to say the word special, but you know what I mean. You know that there's something else going on that you think that they have potential to be one. Yes. A two-year-old named Isla McNabb of Louisville is now a certified genius and a member of Mensa, their youngest member. How is a two-year-old a genius? Please, please, please explain. The parents say even though she does standard toddler things like play with toys and she loves to play with their cat, they started noticing that something was different about her. She's obsessed with the alphabet and soon she started sounding out the different letters. Then they started out with simple words. She was able to sound them out. This is according to dad. So she could read. So shortly after that, she was reading at a kindergarten level, her parents say. That is pretty impressive, actually. They took her to a psychiatrist to get IQ tested. This two-year-old scored in the 99th percentile for her age bracket. Yeah. That's when Mensa got wind of her and invited her to join their ranks. Two years old and already smarter than I'll ever be. Yeah, honestly, that's amazing. Well, they say, I mean, like brains like a muscle, right? So if you know that early on and you have the means to work on that with your child, for sure. That's great. That's great that the parents like were able to seek out some help and then Mensa stepped in. That's kind of cool. How strong are your fingers? That's a really strange question, but I'm going to go with like average to strong. Average to strong fingers. Sure. Like how much do you think you could lift with you? With with one finger. One? Yeah, like say Which your middle one? finger. Middle finger. How much do you? Well, you exercise that one a lot, right? It's up and down all the time. <laughs> <Depends on that. laughs> so maybe that's not a fair one, but middle finger is probably the strongest. Well, thumb is probably the strongest. Have you ever thought like oh, I bet you I could lift twenty pounds with one finger or something like that? You know, never really thought about it, but I think for me, oh, that would kind of scare me. Uh, I would think for me, I would go thumb, but I don't know if that counts. So middle finger, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't give you a poundage, though. I couldn't give you a poundage. How much do you think this weighs? Yeah, I could. The Lysol bottle? It's not very heavy. The half-empty Lysol bottle? Yeah, that's no good. What else is around here I could test? Yeah, I don't know. Why why the fuck are you asking, though? I just wanted to see if you'd answer a ridiculous (laughs) question with no premise whatsoever. No, his name is Stephen Keeler, and he just set a new world record for the heaviest deadlift with just one finger. Oh. The 48-year-old who lives in the UK used his middle finger and lifted 285 pounds. That, that's a lot. How do you work out your fingers, though? How do you? Oh, does he work them out? Of course. He's the strongest middle finger man. A one and two and one and two. <laughs> I don't know what you call him. Is there a title for having the world's strongest middle finger? Did he not? He's ne- has he broken it before? Does it say? I'm curious if he's ever like attempted something and then realized, oh, that's it. That's the threshold. I just broke it. 
He said he started doing this as a lockdown project during COVID and a fun story to tell his grandkids eventually. He lifted six iron weight discs at the same time. The smallest one was 22 pounds. The next one was 44 pounds. And it went all the way up to 57 pounds. In total, 285 pounds with one finger. What was that thing you used to do with your with your friends? Speaking of friends and things like that, too. You used to do that stupid thing where you'd make them levitate. Did you ever do this, or was this like a girl? Was this another like one of these millennial thing? things that you maybe you people we, came we up? We used with? to do all kinds of shit, like Ouija included, and then you'd do this. You'd have to say something, guys. You're going to have to DM me. I can't find it, but it's like stronger than, uh, thicker than something, and then you lift them up by your by your fingers, and they levitate. And if you say a certain phrase, <laughs> I don't know. If I say it, someone might come along and just. But you're supposed to say a certain phrase and it helps to levitate them. That's what it just made me think of. Because if that counts, then I've lifted, I lifted Kelly and (laughs) (laughs) with my two middle fingers one time. Okay. Me and three other people. All right. Well, that's, you should call Guinness. (laughs) I don't know how much Kelly weighs. Ask him. You're going to have some choices to make similar to choices that I'm making right now. So, for example, my kids are both able to drink uh, in Canada and the U.S. A mom has a 22-year-old living under her her roof, Mm -hmm. and she's imposed some rules because she wants him home at a certain time. She doesn't want him out partying all the time, even though he's 22 years old. She bought a breathalyzer. If he comes home after curfew, he has to take a breathalyzer to prove he hasn't been drinking. Wow. So multifaceted question here. Number one. Wow. Is that right? He's an adult, but he lives under her roof. Is that something that we should all consider doing to try and rein in those rowdy kids and their drinking late at night? Or... Have you even thought about what rules you might impose when your girls get a little older? Yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't given it serious thought at this point, but I've absolutely thought of it. You know, the other day I was at Dollarama. Did you know they have marijuana tests now? Really? Yeah. At Dollarama? Over the, yeah. Are they as accurate as the pregnancy tests? Well, the pregnancy <laughs> tests are fine. I'll tell you, they they work. I can I can attest to that. Don't buy that clear blue shit for $35. Trust me, $1.25 is all you need. It works. But I was wondering about the marijuana test. So this is where something like that could also be used. Okay. So my thought on it is, so I stayed with my parents until, well, I was out for a bit and then back again. But if you don't count that, then 23, 24, no. Yeah. 23. I was out for, I think it was 23. I was out for good. Okay. And the whole time they were fine with whatever I would, sometimes I would come home from like a party and I was in college that said, but sometimes I come home from a party, like as my dad was getting up and getting ready for work. So we'd share a bowl of cereal, bleh, bowl of cereal, and then I'd go to bed and he'd go to work. Terrible. Um, but I think that for- You ate a bowl of cereal after a night of drinking? Um, I don't know if I was necessarily drinking all the time. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I was going to say, that's <laughs> a bold know. move. No, I, 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 wasn't, I was never like super slosh. I was always careful. But um, I, I think for me, I would, you have to respect your, obviously your parents. If they're allowing you to stay there, A, I think there's, got, there's a lot of factors here. Are you working? Is a good question. Are you working toward a goal? If you're just under their roof, not sure what you want to do, can't catch, keep a job, fucking right. You do whatever they say. You're lucky that you're under their roof. If you're showing that you're trying, you do have a job, you're on a career path, just not enough money to get a house or whatever the case might be, 
that's fair. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you off the hook for a couple things. I think a compromise is fair too. Like for in this particular case, is he allowed on you know, Fridays and Saturdays, you know, and not other days, like come up with like, compromise with your kids from day one. You know, if, if you can come up with a compromise, like, yeah, don't come into my house on, on a, you know, Tuesday at two 30 in the morning and wake me up. Cause you're f- drunk. Right. Sure. Uh, he posted a clip on uh, social media and he says, I've always passed the breathalyzer test because I don't even dare to drink. He abides by his 10 PM curfew to keep his mom at ease. Mm. So is he doing that to keep mom happy or does he just have nothing else that he could possibly be doing after 10 o'clock? Yeah, I don't I don't know. But again, you got to respect it. If your parents are, I say letting you and some people think, well, you're the parents. Of course you let them. No, there are some parents that will say, just get the fuck out. You're done now. Bye. Go figure your life out. There are some parents that are hardcore that way. I think you need to be very grateful. And if they say, here's my rules, no smoking weed, no drinking, Hopefully, like I said, you can come up with some form of a compromise, but I'd understand if you're the parent of a 20 year old who comes in, makes, and I used to do this. Okay. So trust me, I know it happens from time to time. Makes all this noise in the kitchen, fucking making craft dinner at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, buzzing the front door and all this other shit. There's a problem if that happens again and again. So yeah, absolutely. Someone needs to take charge of it. It's not, don't walk all over your parents. It's rude. But it goes both ways, right? Come up with a compromise so that they can still live their life and have, you know, a social life. At 22, you, I assume you have one. So you can come up with something. That's, I think that if I'm not mistaken, that's what my parents and I basically came up with. I'm silent when I come home. Don't worry. And if I'm- Like work, a cat. Like quiet <laughs> as a cat, right? Like I'm not going to disrupt you. I'll just, you know, what weird hours you keep when you're a teenager too. You're up all night. Just kind of had a deal. Like I'll stay quiet. That's all you need. Great. I'll stay quiet. Hmm. It's not really an hours thing because I've noticed the difference. If I get woken up because my son is just coming home from some bonfire and he wakes me up at, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning on my day off because he's being loud and clumsy. Yeah, I'll be pissed off. But if he gets up at four o'clock in the morning and he's being loud and clumsy, making his lunch and making a coffee because he's going to work first thing in the morning, I'm pleasantly relieved. Like, oh, okay, well, he's on his way to work. No problem. It's weird, right? If you're just coming in, that's a major, major issue. If you're going out, absolutely make as much noise as you want. You almost develop a little oh. bit of leniency for that, depending on what the task is. Incoming, outgoing, party versus work. At least it is for me anyway. Maybe, maybe. So well, still, if you're making a rowdy noise, even if you're heading to work, like, shh, could you not? Hey, I do my best to be quiet when ha- I leave. Oh, some people need a little extra yee-haw to get themselves going in the morning. I don't know. There's a, uh, Sometimes a noise happens. Me, I make a coffee every morning. That's probably not I can't quiet. be that loud. Well, I mean, you've filled a fucking Keurig before. Yeah, well, I do too, it, by the way. It's not quiet. I do too. I've never ma- I never wake anybody up. I shouldn't say never. I'm sure I have. But I do my darndest. Okay. Last thing I want to mention about this is if you are a young person who's in that lifestyle, that cycle, getting home in the middle of the night, and you were out partying and stuff like that, one thing you really, really, really need to realize is how much fun you can have before 10 o'clock at night. Sure. I love being home by 10 o'clock at <laughs> night. It's yeah. my birthday next week. Yes. What are you doing? I don't know yet. Okay. I'm All not right. sure, but I, I we are doing a birthday dinner. Girlfriend and I are going out. Awesome. And and I remember we were talking about different restaurants and plans and trying to work it out. And I thought to myself, 
I'd really rather like a five or six o'clock reservation, not like a nine or ten o'clock reservation just because we happen to be going to a trendy spot. Agree. Like I'll go, I'll be the first one through the door at four o'clock in the afternoon. I don't give a shit. Give me the food now, let my stomach settle for a bit, and then I'll get fucked up at home. I'm not drinking out. I'm not drinking your I'm not drinking your nineteen dollar glass of wine here. No, 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 no. I'll buy a bottle for nineteen and crush that at home. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have yourselves a fantastic day, guys. Tomorrow, Dave Blazar joins us i believe we will uh, have some fun to kick off the canada day long weekend and we'll also uh listen with keen interest to see how many times i screw up saying canada day canada day it's a, it's in your tongue you gotta work on the tongue no <laughs> it's so bad i've always struggled with that have a great day guys we'll see you tomorrow Hey guys, I heard about a Southwest Airlines passenger who was caught airdropping an explicit photo of himself to everyone on his flight. But on Southwest, that's just known as the in-flight entertainment. Uh, even worse, he was in the upright and locked position. I don't even know what that. What does that mean? A Chihuahua mix named Mr. Happy Face was recently crowned the world's ugliest dog. They. Knew it was a winner when the other dog started sniffing its face. (laughs) A Norwegian cruise line ship struck an iceberg over the weekend while sailing off the coast of Alaska. Finally, some good news. There are still icebergs. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.